Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome, wine, welcome all to another episode of the podcast. I'm Lando Calrissian. And I am Diane Carroll, and this is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Yes, once again. Um, what's the tea? Uh, Bumblebee? <laughs> you know, I have been, it's just been extremely busy over here. I'm seeing clients on a regular basis, and that is changing my life, and there's just... So much more structure to my days now. I'm busy, like, from sun up to sundown. So it's good, but it's an adjustment. But, you know, I'm doing I'm doing my level best. What about you? That is classy. And um, <laughs> what was the other word? The other word lost me. But we'll stick with classy. Okay. Um, I am getting over cold. I'm tired. And I'm in this weird mental place where I don't, I just don't feel good. I don't feel like, um, I feel kind of upside down and lost and um, kind of bummed. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what to do about it, but um, I'm watching funny stuff on YouTube and catching mm-hmm. up on TV. Um, I'm probably going to watch the next Potomac reunion piece. Ooh, I think wait. it's the last one. And then I may take a step away from the Real Housewives again because I realize that they add to my stress in ways that they shouldn't, <laughs> in ways that are illogical. Um, Real. And... Uh, I'm just gonna get this last little hit, my fix, mm-hmm. and then I'm and then I'm going to rehab. Um, yeah, yeah. So scratching, surviving, okay. standing in a child line. That's real. I saw that the the ladies of Potomac were having a, a self driven discussion on colorism, and I was like, "There's no Do way." Do you want to talk about it? I, because I said, there's no way that went well. <laughs> To be honest with you, I literally paused at the moment that they got to that part and I spoke to myself out loud. I said to me, me, 
this doesn't sound smart. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I said to myself, I said, huh? <laughs> like, it's like, why would you leave the discussion up Mm-mm. to the people that are being like, of course, People, whoever's over at Bravo Social, yeah. they probably have one or two black folk in there and they are reading the comments. Whether they black or not, actually, they definitely read and they listen. Oh, yeah, they because do. Because not only did they bring the colorism topic up, they made sure that Andish was like, oh, I'm glad I'm going to just knew. sit here and be obviously quiet. Obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously, we don't need Andy trying to moderate that conversation. <laughs> I really think that they should have had somebody else come and sort of put certain things in perspective yeah. and really like drive it. But I will say it went better than I thought it would. Okay. Personally. Well, because I thought it was going to be way more defensive on the the green-eyed bandit side. I thought that the light skins you know were going <laughs> to like act a fool but i think that people at least that the cast understands that it's a serious enough topic that they watched their mouths to a degree Mm -hmm. but it still was clear that the only people who seem to really get it are the two dark-skinned girls and the oldest one yep 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 (laughs) everyone else light-skinned seemed to be dancing around the shit and which is Giselle doing her typical, typical. gaslighting, yep, but <sighs> you, it. I think in that group it could have gone worse. So I just continued to drink my little that's extremely uh, true white wine and moved on with the with the program. Yeah, I mean my expectations are low anyway. Anytime you talk about Real Housewives and like systemic issues, I'm like, oh girl, you're asking for an ignorant ass conversation, but. I'm glad to hear that it could have been much worse. Although we all knew there would be so much room for improvement. Oh my good! And it's such a group of beautiful women. They just it has like mm-hmm. they have no business getting on my nerves that bad. <laughs> um. All right, let's get into some black excellence. This week we're going to give black excellence to a couple of people. Um. I will start with. Oh, this is kind of a nice little thing here. I can do a nice little segue into each other. All right, so Candace Parker is the first woman to serve as an in-game commentator for uh, the NBA All-Star Game. She said, I'm a fan, first and foremost, of the NBA, and especially the All-Star Game. And so I think the the fan of the game and the childhood Candace is... I have to pinch myself to believe that I'm doing it and I'm able to have a courtside seat to see the best players in the world. Candace, congratulations. I think it's wild that you're the first woman to serve as an in-game commentator for as long as they've been doing this. But Yeah, that is pretty crazy. But I'm not shocked that it's her. I mean, yeah, the, the resume really speaks for itself. I mean, it truly does. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, mama, no. look at the material. She's that girl. She really is. Um, another basketball diva and um, acting diva, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> they got the President's Awards at the NAACP Image Awards, 54th annual, for their work uh, in 
uh, the community and mm-hmm. vocal support mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the LGBTQIA community specifically. I was very moved by the uh, the message that Dwayne directed specifically at his daughter. Yes, beautiful. Um, I really, 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 really appreciated that. I loved it. And I just hope that it sparks something positive in the ears of other parents. But we can only clasp our hands and pray. Really? And of course, Gabrielle Union was Baby. ready to fire things up. Baby. She wasn't there to play any games <laughs> and she didn't give a fuck about any girls. Oh, okay. That lady, I said, oh, this is a mother. And she's pissed. Like, as soon as she opened her fucking mouth <laughs> and started talking, it was almost like she wanted to say, you niggas have got to get it together when it comes to trans and non-binary people. Like, y'all have got to the same ignorant road we had to drag y'all through in the 90s and the early 2000s and honestly, still to this day with a lot of y'all, we're going to have to do it all over again when it comes to this issue of trans people because I see the way you big grown niggas talk about my child and it's disgusting. But, you know, she obviously classed that up and made it sound real beautiful, but... That was the general message. You could see how pissed she was. Just like you could hear it all in her tone of voice. And I love that like Dwayne went first and gave the like really sweet heartfelt like to Zaya, like you are that bitch, period. And like, I love how you're handling everything and just know that I'm honored to be your father. And I, I appreciate you for making me grow as a human. And it's like, this is what parenting is. This is what it should look like. Not hiding your child or hating your child or trying to force them to be something different because of what other people will think, but standing by your fucking baby, raising them, loving them, guiding them, supporting them. And if the world don't like it, then the world be damned because you're not hurting your child by supporting and affirming them. So I just love that they also kind of like flipped what we would normally expect gender wise, where Dwayne gave the really sweet, heartfelt message and Gabby came in like, and fuck around about my child and find out. Like, please do. Please. Please fuck around. (laughs) Any one of these young people in my home. Please. Any one of them. Any of them. Any of them. Say anything. Because the true gag is, while y'all sitting over there, Sitting here over your 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 squab and your asparagus and your goddamn potatoes and shit like that. I know a couple of y'all. I've seen a couple of y'all in comments. I heard what some mm-hmm. of y'all have been saying. Oh, yeah. Bitch, don't get it twisted. Nope. I may be an icon and I do not age. But if you want to <laughs> foot up that ass, play about mine. Yeah, it was a really beautiful moment. So shout out to Gabby and Dwayne. Charlie Mitchell is the first Black chef in the history of New York City to earn a Michelin star. He's the second Black chef, black executive chef in the nation, period. Uh, his restaurant, Clover Hill, is located in Brooklyn Heights. Oh, we going. <laughs> and apparently, he also won Michelin's 2022 New York Young Chef Award. He was raised in Detroit and got passion for cooking from his days cooking with his grandma. He said... You just assume that somebody's already done this. You know, it doesn't cross your mind that you may be the first or second to do really anything, especially in New York City. I mean, I'm not even really shocked at that response, to be honest with you, because you'd think, right? Um, You would. But um, congratulations to him. And lastly, uh, to Kai Sinat, who just broke the subscriber record uh, on Twitch, the live streaming platform. He broke the uh, white man's record of 280 
thousand something <laughs> subscribers and is now passing three hundred thousand or something like that. <gasps> so. Okay. And I really, I just recently came across him. I don't know, like, a lot about his history, but um, I know that his mom is Trini and really sweet. Um, and a lot of people really love him. So, young man, congrats. Uh, be wise Yay. with the money that you get and surround yourself with good people. Amen. Congratulations. All righty. Let's get into our next segment which is the pop culture segment that we call Scream Dicks. Hot Tops Scream Dicks? I don't get it. Because Scream 6 is coming out. Oh! <laughs> I didn't know it was Scream 6. What? The- yeah, I was grasping for you on that one. I Where the fuck was 2 through 5? <laughs> huh? There have been two... There have been six, five Screams? Scream movie franchise. You're joking. Okay. I will forgive that you didn't know anything about four and five, but you didn't know that there was a Scream two and three? No. I don't think so. Scream two is the one with Jada in it, where she dies at the beginning. Oh! 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 Oh, you know what? I think what happened in my head is that scary... Uh Remember when Scary Movie came out and it yeah. parodied all of those movies? I yeah. think that Scary Movie replaced Scream 2 and 3. Maybe just 2. I probably didn't know 3, 4, or 5 existed. But I think it replaced Scream 2 in my head to where I thought, I just decided Scream 2 was the parody. And so, but no. I To answer your question, no. I don't know these, okay. I don't know these movies, so... Well, I'm looking forward to the next one. I, love I all feel of judged. <laughs> no, it's fine. You don't like horror movies. I'm right. Why I'm not you... watching Scream, but I am watching that black one. That black. The blackening? The, 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 they can't kill all of us. Now. That looks like it's going to be a first. fun time at the movies. Right. <laughs> I can watch, it really looks like it's going to be. Yeah, fun. I can watch, you know, horror parodies, but the actual murders and no, thank you. I think the last scare I was movie, just having oh, this. No. Never mind. Mm-mm. What, Nope? Get out? No, it was, I think it was us. Was Nope scary? Nope wasn't really scary. I mean, it's a horror movie, but it wasn't really like, of the other, of the, the three big Jordan Peele films, it's probably the least scary. Yeah. It's more like a Jaws. Yeah. It's more like a, a fun time at, at the movie, a big yeah. thrilling blockbuster. Us fucked me up real bad, though. Us had too yeah, much shit I, think- I didn't see coming. <laughs> Us was probably the closest to yeah. like, boo, yep. like horror. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, it was too, too many jump scares for your girl, but. I liked it. I like all three of his movies. Oh, I didn't but know Wes I'm, Craven died. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Right after Scream 4. Scream 4 was his last movie. Damn, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Rip. Work. Um... But yeah, I love Scream. The next Scream is set in New York, so you definitely shouldn't watch no, that one. <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it. And I heard it's going to be the most gory, violent one. So oh, no. Oh, the little girl from Wednesday is in this. Yeah, Jenna Ortega. She's in the last one, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought she was... She's like the new... I thought she just popped up. 
<laughs> she's like the new they're doing this new thing with the screams where like because the original trilogy stars Nev Campbell, where she's Sydney Prescott, she's the lead, and then Courtney Cox is in it as Gail Weathers, and then you have David Arquette, who is Dewey, the police officer. And so, like, they're like the main three. And so now it's like twenty-four, however many years later, and Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera are like the new leads. Wow, this girl's been acting since she was ten years old. <laughs> Jenna. Yeah, like nine or oh, 10 Oh, yeah, she's the old. living diva. I had no idea. She's only 20. My yeah, God. Yeah, she's that girl. Okay. Wednesday? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I see, that her her TV and film credits start in 2012, when I guess she was nine. So, holy shit. She's I see. a scream queen. Okay. And, you know, a new TV, I mean, new uh, screen darling. Well, you go. You go, Glenn Coco. Yeah, Glenn Coco. All right. Um, what do we got? Kiki Palmer just had her baby boy. She gave birth to a little baby boy named Leotis. I don't... Okay, I can't really pronounce... I'm having trouble with the middle name. It's like Andratel? No. Oh, my God. I keep saying it wrong. Andrelton. Andrelton? Leotis Andrelton Jackson. I think, I think it is Andrelton, although my my inclination is Andrelton, but it's probably Andrelton. Regardless. You know what? It's Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that this baby has the blackest fucking name. <laughs> it is pretty black, and I love it. And born during Black History Month. It's even, hey. it's even better. Leotis Andrelton Jackson. What? I love that. Kiki said we're not and doing that. And it was in the shit. damn hospital watching watching Zeus. <laughs> I saw that too. I said no. He just got here. Don't do <laughs> Don't do that to that 36 hour old. <laughs> Anything <child. laughs> else. Put on a key land the damn beat. <laughs> Talking about my baby love rolling right. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not that ghetto. I said, not nah, Bobby, so I love you per. <laughs> not yet. He's <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Put on New York on the cover. You don't cut on some fucking bluey, but adorable. She looks so happy. Super cute. He's got hair and cute little wrinkly hands. Good for y'all. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you are uh, getting home and settled in and dealing with the crying and the poop and that your man gets you everything that you desire and could possibly desire in the process of Amen. raising this child that you carried. I love it. And I see that on, <laughs> I Googled it real quick and today, like the Today Show, today.com, <laughs> they wrote it up and they have already nicknamed this child Leo. <laughs> well, she called him Leo. Oh, okay. I was about to yeah. say, not the white people already whitening it up, but all right. Mm-mm. Okay, never Kiki's mind. Kiki's post said, welcome to the world, baby Leo. Oh, oh, okay. All right, it isn't racism this time. You win. But I love the name Leotis. Me that too. That is such, like, it's, it's strong. I love the whole thing. The Jackson too, it's all just so Negro. It's so strong. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a fist on, on your hips. Oh, yeah. Like, it's giving civil rights leader. It's power. <laughs> it's giving I'm not getting up from the back of the bus. At all. Try mm-hmm. and, and I me. won't be moved. <laughs> Someone else having a powerful black baby soon. The brat. 
Please yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, she's pregnant. I mean, she's mean. having a baby. We assume the baby's black. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So the brat's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, she's expecting a baby with her wife Jessica, and um, they did a whole fancy uh, Scarface, Scarface esque, love it, <laughs> like Peachtree Mafia style <laughs> photo shoot with the brat's big pregnant belly, and um. This gagged me. I'm not going to lie. When I first, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a gag that they're starting a family together. That seems like the next step. But it just was like a super random Monday headline for me that was like, oh, look at Brad, Brad's big peg, big old prego belly. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, truly, especially, you know, at her age and just had. And honestly, I just don't think I've ever even heard the Brett talking about wanting to have children. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it surprised me in that regard, but otherwise... Maybe she met the right one. You know, and I have heard that quite a bit from friends who were like, oh, I'm cool on having kids, and then they fall in love with some nigga, and they're like, everything has changed. So, mm. you know, I'm glad that they were able to make this happen. 
Um, even though she's come on, Derek Blanks took these pictures. <laughs> what? <laughs> she said Atlanta royalty only. Bitch, do you remember when Derek Blanks did uh, yes, that series absolutely. of photos? Yep, I already okay, know what you're mind. talking about. I'm not even gonna talk about. I already know what you're talking about. <laughs> everybody, and it was really a moment. But the brat looks. Everybody, yes, everybody was doing them pictures. But everybody was doing them. She it's looks sickening. really gorgeous, like really radiating and glowing and all this. And of course, niggas are ignorant right. about it because niggas. But yeah, you know, it was it was a nice moment, a nice way for her to announce it to the world. And I'm wishing her the best of luck with birth, because honestly, I can't imagine being 48 and being like, yeah. Let me go on and push something out. Like, I feel like... A living being. I feel like I'm calling it a wrap right now at 40, so... But good for her. Yeah. And a friend of mine also reminded me recently that, like, a lot of... Unfortunately, a lot of people in healthcare are not very, like, nice to Black women that are pregnant over a certain age. They're, like, kind of harsh, Mm-hmm. Um, in like the treatment and delivery of cert- of of bits of information or types of information yeah. when it comes to pregnancy over a certain age, and I just hope for them and everybody else that they have healthcare professionals that move with empathy and mm-hmm. kindness, sympathy, um, and just basic human decency. Um, mm-hmm. I think that probably especially with like a lot of people in medicine being what's the word I get maybe taken for granted, if not flat out disrespected during the pandemic and stuff mm-hmm. on top of like the just sheer amount of patients you see a lot at a time. Yeah. That's what makes me assume that maybe sometimes, you know, the person who's checking my, I don't know, tonsils or whatever is yeah. being mean. Yeah. But it's like, girl, if you're sick or if you're, you know, expecting or if whatever the case is, you mm-hmm. want people who are going to help you and make you feel safe and make you feel like they gave a fuck about you. So that's bigger than the bright news. It's just something, I guess, that needed to leap off of my heart. Um. Yeah, I see here that they uh, they used her eggs. So we do have confirmation that the baby is black. <laughs> Don't know why I thought maybe it would be. That's what you out. meant. I was because <laughs> I wasn't. I hadn't read what whose eggs they used or what. I know that Jessica was like, "Child, leave me out of it. Like I won't be packing nothing else. Don't ask me. The shop is closed over here." <laughs> here it. And I see that Brett went through a lot. She had a miscarriage and she had to have fibroids oh, and see. polyps removed to do all this. So like. See, this was a journey, and um, um, that makes me all the more happy for them, like that they've been exactly. through all that, and now they're they're on their way. So good for y'all! Congrats. God bless y'all. Have a happy, good and safe, luck, and healthy yes. pregnancy and stuff. Amen. Um, so, <laughs> did you know that Chili is dating Matthew Lawrence? I heard that and promptly put it right out of my head. <laughs> this, this is not relevant to my life. I mean, it isn't, but it also kind of gags me. It kind of makes sense, really, when I think about it. I'm like, I actually do see this. Yeah, it's. I, find, I see I that for her. Yeah. Um, they were both very fine in the '90s. I'm not sure what he looks like that's right what now, I'm but saying he yeah, does kind of. Both of y'all being top tier, gorgeous though, <laughs> in your youth. So I mean, they're aging differently. Okay. Um. Well, maybe but, she, she loves him anyway. 
I just feel like as someone who grew up in the 90s as well and watched Boy Meets World and that one movie on Disney where Matthew and the other two brothers had like a boat or something. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, first of all, huh? Mm. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, where how this happened or where it came from, but there were just pictures of them. Um, he like picked her up from the airport uh, in L.A. and the first comment that I saw in the shade room was like, (laughs) "Airport pickup is a love language," (laughs) and I said, "You know something? It is. It absolutely. Oh no, he looks fine. He looks kind of funny in that in the pictures I saw. Nah, you really love somebody to go to LAX. You really do." The way I would tell you to call an Uber, I'll even call an Uber for you before I'll I come bitch. pick you up. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> from any Stay airport, right there. From any airport. <laughs> Stay right there. Listen, Uber black if okay. you're nice. <laughs> he gonna meet you. Go outside. He gonna meet you at podium D3. We're <laughs> gonna listen. Like, I'm Stay not, right I'm not. there. Matter of fact, yes, I'm screenshotting you the information, yep, sweet. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm going to add you to the ride so you get a little notification and everything. Child, I'm absolutely... (laughs) I'm not going to JFK. I'm not going to LGA. Listen. I'm not going. I'm not going. So, yeah, he really do. Them feelings are strong. Well, y'all cute. Um... Okay, I just realized that I'm about to graze into territory territory I don't care as much about. Let me pull this one up. All right, I'll pull this story up. <laughs> Vanessa Bryant has reached a final settlement in her lawsuit over the misuse of uh, photos from uh, her husband and daughter's fatal accident oh, right. crash. Yes. So they're going to have to give her 28. Eight five million of those things. God damn! What you said? Twenty eight point eight five. Twenty eight. Holy shit! Point five. Twenty eight point five. Okay, I mean, still, <laughs> still, Jesus. <laughs> that is so much from the Los money. Angeles County. Give that lady her money. Yeah, I mean, I cannot even... Give that lady her money. She fully deserves it. I don't... I hope those officers were fired, right? I think they were. I I don't remember. I think they were. I can't imagine they weren't. I mean, especially after this. It's like, okay. Let me see. You done cost us upwards of 30 million fucking dollars girl you gotta go like unfortunately we are no longer capable of employing you because this is egregious but nah that was just that whole situation was so and it was just so wrong it just goes to show how people be so obsessed with celebrity that they really forget like first of all the children even if they are famous are like completely innocent in this and have nothing to do with who their parents are and like these people are dead and died in a horrific way. Like, the fact that y'all saw celebrities and didn't see humans, you deserve it. Y'all deserve it. And I'm I'm glad she gets her money. Not that she needed it at all, but I'm glad she gets to collect them dollars and put them away somewhere because that was so put fucked up. Put them away wherever. Yeah. Garbage. Ugh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I'm going to X this one out. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Lotto is, this is dumb. So, like, the rapper Lotto got into it with this girl whose name I can't pronounce who signed to Kodak Black. It's like, okay. Okay. Let me tell you something. I I do research and I do the Googles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I make an effort. This is one of the things I forgot to Google the pronunciation of. But I had every intention to. VVS. So Kodak Black. Is that how you say it? No, I was just sounding it out. But wait a minute. That might be it. It better not be VVS's. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll be so pissed. (laughs) I promise you I was about to save events. If it's VBS, it's like... It has to be. Oh, no, I hate niggas. It better not be. No, that's... No. Crystal. No. It has to be. No, 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 no. Yes, no. it makes sense now. Because I was like, what the fuck is this supposed no, to mean? I hate it's niggas. It's VBS, like the clarity. Like diamonds, right. And oh. then Essence. VVS sense. No, there's no way. I would be. But I'll I be tried irate. to live. No, I'll be. Now irate. that I can, now that I can, like pronounce it. <laughs> you, you could be completely wrong, <laughs> bitch. That's what it is. If that's not uh, how she says her name, she needs to change it tonight. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm so upset at this. I was dead ass looking at this like, what the fuck? How do you say this word? Has she done an interview ever? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but she's uh, a rapper from Atlanta. She signed a Kodak Black label. And apparently, Lotto just did an interview with Billboard. And then in the interview, I guess she said something about how uh, she's a girl's girl. And that she doesn't uh, charge female rappers that she's working with, like, upcoming female rappers that she works with for Versus. Um, and so, the VVS's, uh child of God mm-hmm. posted some videos where she alleged that people kept tagging her in that, which... Who? I don't know. She alleged that people kept tagging her in this story. Because apparently, and I didn't know this until tonight, or unless I put it out of my mind because I didn't care. But you remember when Lotto had said that one of these niggas on her album was, like, giving her trouble <gasps> clearing yes! a track? Oh, because she wouldn't fuck. Blaza Blaza. Yes. Or some weird DM tension. And people were saying, oh, it was Kodak, it was Kodak, it was Kodak. And then he was saying it wasn't him, or he didn't say whatever. And she didn't say a name, whatever. It was vague and strange. And so I didn't realize, but about a year ago, or almost a year ago, one of Kodak Black's producers said that it was bullshit the story Lotto was giving, and that what actually happened is that she tried to get a verse cleared from... Kodak for her album and then wanted to like do a swap where I guess basically like the song would have been on a project of his or something like that but instead of doing that he said look I have a female artist do the song with her mm-hmm. or do a record with her and I will charge you a smaller fee for my verse got you 
that person being VV Essence. And then it was alleged that Lotto did not want to do a song with the girl. So then they went back and charged her the actual, whatever the actual allegedly expensive higher rate was supposed to be. So VV Essence is supposed you to be tight because because now I know how to say it and I kind of live. You just running with it. I'm praying that I'm wrong. That is exactly how you say it. I would be so mad. I'm certain it can't be wrong. <sighs> okay. I mean, I don't think it I'm wrong. Shouldn't actually, be how but you I say wanna, it shouldn't be I want to be wrong, though. I really do. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize there was more tea. Lotto DM'd her because the girl was like, ooh, see, like, you don't really fuck with girls like that. You don't support girls like that. Like, you, you want to do something, you want to do something. But, like, I don't really appreciate the captain. Like, I'm really from Atlanta. And, right? Okay. I didn't realize. So, apparently, Lotto DM'd the girl. Let's read it. <laughs> she said, you could have just asked me what's up yourself instead of believing what a nigga told you. Well. These exchanges didn't come till after a situation you clearly know none about. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. I was t- I don't like none in replace of nothing. Oh, these children do that all the time. Like they'll write some like, and mean something. <laughs> but like some I guess it depends on your accent. Like cuz I don't know like people S-U-M. who even who, no, I understand that. Okay. But, like, I don't know anybody who'd be like, let me ask you some. Yeah, I guess I do. Like, some works for me. But none doesn't. And mm. I still would not type S-U-M when I mean to say that. But that's because, like, I guess that, I don't know. But, yeah, the, like, I guess the way I talk and the way I type are different. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, I'm just like, don't ask me none. Who says none? Oh, so so many niggas. Don't ask me none. 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 Like like I feel like the second N is not. It's like mm, like it's a lot. There's like end. another <laughs> in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't wait for the speech pathologist to be like, "Yep, that is called a whatever the fuck." <laughs> but like. Whatever. This is dumb. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Okay, I was told to come to his party in order to clear the verse first. I said no, and then they said a verse for an artist on his label of choice, and I said no. My lawyer got the... I knew it could have been... Two things could have been true. I knew it. Mm. My lawyer got the proposal on paper, word for word. I don't even know you. She responded back and said, I don't know you either, so why would you expect me to contact you like we cool... A son. Okay, now this is getting in. This is getting out of hands. What I just tell like, you? Like <laughs> none, none. I walk around because I'm accustomed <laughs> to it at this point. Cool, a son. Cool, a s u n. Now we're out of bounds. Stop it, cool, a son. Yes. Now we are completely out of bounds. Nothing makes me feel older than reading Gen Z trying to communicate with each other on the internet. Nothing I makes me feel like, older. Girl, than that. where do you have to be? Nowhere. Three more letters. Nowhere. They have nowhere to go. There's no rush. I don't even be needing you to type out the full word. Like I don't need you to say N O T. You know what I mean? But like, like we cool or something. I don't need that. But Give me a 
TH. Like we cool. These children literally type how they talk. Like same pronunciation and everything. They don't give a fuck. But the thing is, but expect us or anybody the fuck else to just understand slash accept it. I won't. (laughs) I won't accept it, but I did understand it. I can't lie. (laughs) My eyes crossed, but I did understand what she was trying to say, unfortunately. (laughs) I won't accept it. (laughs) Okay, and that's your prerogative. Anyway, this is foolishness, and y'all don't need to even be going back and forth over this. And it's probably all Kodak Black's fault. Speaking of which, he wanted by the police right now God for failing it. a drug test after they apparently found traces of fentanyl in a test that he did late. What? Now they're apparently looking for him. There's more information here about 30 oxycodone pills that police found after arresting oh, him some of the time. I don't here. know, girl. Just. Bye, girl. All righty. Whatever it is, whatever it takes. Good, good luck. God bless. Lastly, um, I just want to address. Let's talk about the Michael B. Jordan thing. Let's do. Let's show. Michael B. Jordan was on. (laughs) Go ahead. BVS. I just wanted to say it one more time. I'm so mad. Somebody please tell me that's not it. Because it better not be. Oh, but you know what? After I saw Cooler Sun, I'm starting to think that was Who? correct. Cooler oh, Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's probably got it that fast. No, I thought you said I thought you were referencing somebody else who's named Cooler Sun. <laughs> um all right. So, Michael B. Jordan was on the Ray Carpet. He has a new film coming out. It's just titled Creed 3. He's fine in it. Jonathan Majors could literally Listen. come to my house. Say it. Kick down my door. Please do. Okay? I don't need that. And door. destroy everything I own. Mm-hmm. As long as he ravishes me on the way I out. I know, that's right. Every hole. My God in heaven. Anyway. I saw a tweet from a girl who said when she goes to see Creed 3, she bringing her rose. <laughs> I mean, why, honey? I said, let me log right back honey. off. <laughs> let me log right back off. Y'all in here Look boring. at the material they're presenting. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of promo, and they they find in all of the promo, too. Like they, My word alive. really good. Yeah, they are. So he was uh, on the red carpet for the the film, and he was stopped by a young lady who goes by the name L'Oreal. And I suppose the two of them went to the same high school in Newark? Yeah, I think he is. I don't remember where. Yeah. And uh, she made sure to let us know that prior to asking him, whatever she was there to ask him about. And he uh, reminded her that uh, she used to uh, pick on him, call him Mm -hmm. corny. Yeah. Uh, She said, he said something to the effect of like, yeah, the corny kid. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause she brought it up like shit was sweet. She was like, yeah, we go way back. Like, okay. I think she actually said we go way back. Yeah. Like, Matter of fact, no, we don't. We don't really go way back. Like, oh, we've been friends since 1997, and you know that. So, but all right, girl. 
Let me find the... Because <laughs> this shit was so fucking stupid. Um. Anyway, the internet took this as like a... Th- and made it like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm a little confused by it. Because personally, I didn't think it was that big a deal. It didn't seem like that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um... Maybe it might have been a big deal to her if she had expectations that clearly didn't go the way she set them up. But it feels like the internet took this as that, like as a visual representation of the bully kid who comes up and, mm-hmm. you know, stunts on their bully as yeah. people talk about happening all the time, as people I've seen happen all the time. Yeah, for sure. And like wanted to like frame it as that experience and so made it a bigger thing that it needed to be. What I watched was a woman trying to do an interview on a red carpet with somebody that she used to pick on in high school. She brought up the fact that they went to high school together. He mentioned the fact that she used to call him corny. Mm-hmm. He then proceeded to do the remainder of the interview and go on about his goddamn way. So when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my, for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. 
Yeah, it was really the body language for me. I felt like... Do you feel like he embarrassed her? Oh, no. I think she embarrassed herself. Thanks. I'm done. No, I definitely didn't think he embarrassed her. I felt like he handled that pretty well, all things considered. Like, he wasn't going to sit there and be fake about it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, Newark High, class of 2000 or whatever. Like, he wasn't going to sit there and do that. But... He also wasn't like, yeah, and fuck you, bitch. That's why you over here interviewing me now for whatever shitty ass blog this is. And that fuck you and and this interview, like, and then mush her on his way out. He didn't do none of that. He sat there and answered her stupid ass questions. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) and I just felt I just felt like people are entitled to bring up the fact that you were shitty to them. Even if it was however long ago when they graduated from high school, like, I feel like, you know, especially it clearly had a profound effect on him. And so there's nothing wrong with him being like, yeah, you know, remember the dude you called Corny who like right now you sitting here at the edge of this carpet hoping that I'll come over here and talk to you. And like, I'm not mad at him for having his moment. And I definitely thought his body language was given like, oh, yeah, like I'm enjoying this moment right here of like. Back then, they didn't want me. Now, I'm hot. They all on me. Like, I felt like that, but also didn't feel like he embarrassed her at all. I felt like she, she, her reaction to that and trying to downplay it and bringing it up again, I felt like that was more embarrassing on her part. Like, she could have just laughed it off and been like, yeah, we sure did call you corny. And now, look, you know, you definitely won and left it at that, moved on, had a engaging but brief interview and then called it a day. But... People act like he pulled out his erect yeah, penis. Yeah, they're being really... And struck her across the face with it. And I really I'm, think... You know, I think this is one of those things where if the genders were reversed and it was a famous woman who had been picked on by a man in high school, they would absolutely understand Michael B. Jordan's reaction, his stance, all of that, even though it wasn't off-putting like... He still agreed to do the interview. He didn't like cuss you out or nothing. But I just feel like if it was the other way around, people would have been a lot more understanding. And it would have been like, oh, he's, oh my God, how dare you still be holding on to that? You still corny. And it's like two things can be true. He can actually legitimately be corny. And also you can be a dickhead for making fun of somebody for some shit like that. And and they can look back 15, 20 years later and laugh at the situation. Be like, huh? yeah, you did say that. And now here I am, Michael B. Jordan, millionaire and director of movies and being a big, bad, boss-ass bitch. Like, all of that You brought true. up the fact that we know each other. You brought I did it not, up. We exactly. did not. We didn't even have to do this. Exactly. You wanted to get on your camera and act like we're girlies. Yeah. That's not the case. Mm-mm. So what we're going to do yep. is clear that up. He could have read her. Could he have. didn't. He could have just kept walking. He could have recognized. He could have just said, walked talking right to past her. Yep. He could have completely embarrassed you or shat mm-hmm. on you if you wanted to, and that's not what happened. The internet blew their sh- shit out of proportion, as far as I'm concerned. It made it seem like it was something ugly or unprofessional or whatever mm-hmm. the fucking. It really wasn't that big a fucking deal. So I don't understand why people are trying to make this situation bigger than it needed to be. Because most of y'all who've been bullied. Listen, 
You see a bitch at the fucking chicken truck after the goddamn club and you got on some red bottoms and you're ready to stunt. So I don't really, I'm not interested in the conversation. Or you run in the other direction. A couple of you niggas get a Balenciaga belt buckle (laughs) and see a nigga who tried you on a basketball court in high school and are ready to pull up. I don't, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. I didn't, I definitely didn't think he did anything wrong or out of line at all. Y'all bitches are weird. It really wasn't a big deal. I feel like both of them handled the situation just fine. Mm, Well, you know, it was, it was definitely a moment that I think was blown up because of the whole, like, well, I mean, how do I, I'm not really sure how to say this delicately, but social media is really... It's full of people who have had a variety of experiences. I think maybe disproportionately people who were picked on or not necessarily super popular in high school. So I think there was a lot of, you know, people projecting their own feelings, reading their own feelings into the circumstances. But I didn't think it was that big of a deal at all. Y'all act like he cussed her out and put hands on her. It really was not that serious. I look, it was one of those videos where like the headline was or like they put like a a headline over the video so i read it before i actually watched the clip Mm -hmm. so i thought like i was expecting for him to be like super rude or like laugh at her or something i watched and i was like this was completely fine extremely so i don't know why y'all and and it's and here's the thing if you want to make it a conversation about whatever you want to make it like like a general conversation about that that's one thing Mm -hmm. but trying to shit on her i try to shit on him for the video that i watched to me was dumb well if it's one thing the internet's gonna do it's gonna take something that seems fairly benign and blow it up to its highest proportion so i wasn't really shocked that the discourse hashtag discourse went in that direction but yeah i didn't see nothing wrong with that i didn't see nothing wrong with his behavior at all sorry I'm done. All right. That will wrap up the topics this week. Let's take a break. We're back. It's time for letters. Yes, it is. If you have a letter for us, send it over to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read it aloud on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Celeste. Celeste says, I was in a relationship for six years and we have two kids. I ended the relationship in January because I was unhappy and wanted peace in my home. For two weeks, this man was begging me to come home. Then all of a sudden, he he wasn't. Come to find out that after two weeks of us being broken up, this motherfucker moved back in with his ex-girlfriend, the woman he was with before me, two fucking weeks after a six-year relationship. I'm hurt because even though the breakup was my choice, it's still hard. My feelings aside, we have kids together and I still have to deal with his ass. So I express that at this very moment, I am not comfortable with my kids being at her house. What you do on your personal time is your business, but I do feel like when it comes to our kids, I have a say-so, and we can come to a compromise. Mind you, I have heard nothing but bad things about this woman, not only from him, but from several other people, and she and I have had words before. This man sat in my face and told me, I knew doing this I was going to risk losing you and never seeing my kids, but he still did it. (laughs) Our youngest, who is one, has no clue what's going on, but our six-year-old is very aware And I think this is too much too soon. I told him he could pick the kids up with her. She can be around when they hang out or even here at my house. But I am not comfortable with them going to her house right now, maybe in a few months. 
if they're serious, we could revisit that conversation. Now he's telling me that I'm bitter and I'm giving him a hard time and that if I keep this up soon and if I keep this up, then soon he won't come looking for the kids. I just want to know if y'all think I'm tripping or if he's the one being unreasonable. I know you don't have kids, (laughs) but I would still appreciate the advice. Please help. Thanks, Celeste. How much to order a hit Don't press enter. Yeah, you're right. The feds come knocking immediately. Um. Woo! Shit. Okay, so here's the thing. I was going to start asking questions about whether or not you might have been doing too much Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, first of all, I definitely, like, he, he's acting out and doing shit, I think, that is not only selfish, but it, that is intended to have reactions from you. And then he admits that by saying, well, I knew that this might uh, uh, risk me losing you. And you did it anyway, two weeks after. You're a yeah. nutbag. Like, you don't deserve shit. Now, as far as the, like, oh, well, I don't want my kids over there type thing or whatever. I was going to be like, okay, well, is that reasonable? Are you doing a tip for tapping? But then you said that he's told you bad things about her. Other people have told you bad things about her. And you've had not so great experiences or great conversation Mm -hmm. words or whatever with her as well. So separate of whatever the fuck your dick baggery ex is about to be, is over there doing. Yes, dick baggery. (laughs) Like, it makes sense for you to not want... And then you're talking about, like, you know, they can be out. She can be out. With, you know what I mean? It sounds to me mm-hmm. that you're being reasonable. Oh, if they are serious, then things could change. Um, It sounds like he's playing games. It sounds like he's doing shit for attention. He's doing the typical shit where he goes back to somebody who he knows will cradle his bitch-made ass in their womb towards their bosom mm-hmm. that will can will allow him yeah. to maintain the comfort and the convenience of having a partner while also getting under your skin. You can't take that shit personal because it ain't got nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact he's childish, immature, and don't know how to deal with real-life shit. Mm-hmm. You have to, at this point, be in self-preservation. You have to think about you and you have to think about your kids. It sounds like as far as whatever he's doing with her is considered, your mind is in the right place. I don't have kids. I have not been in a situation like this. But I think that in the situation that you're in, right now, I'd be like, I, that. neither one of these niggas can see my babies. Yeah. Ever. Because I'm that petty and don't give a fuck and God ain't done with me. It sounds like you, like, I am a lowly Charmander. You are a Charizard. You have wings. You can fly. You can fly, Diva. You be blowing fire and everything, my nigga. That part. So you are an evolved form. Yeah. And I respect that. I don't really know. I mean, aside from, like, therapy and you know, I'm trying to get back into doing things like yoga and working out more. Oh, yeah. Self-care. <laughs> things that, like, 
just Aiden, uh, uh, you know, clearing the clutter that can sometimes Absolutely. exist in, in your your brain. Um, so whatever, like that formula is specifically, I don't know for you. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be complicated having kids with a fuck nigga. Uh, especially so young, so I would definitely be in therapy hardcore. But I would, I guess, say try not to take his actions personally if you can, because I it it, it it's giving me tantrum. Consider him the yeah. third kid. Oh, ah, now see, tantrum is really the word. I fully agree. I think, like you, Celeste. Like, there's a few things here you could tweak about, like, your expectations or whatever. Like, him moving back in with his ex is not really your concern. Like, you broke up with him. I'm assuming it's your house. So, you put him out. He probably doesn't have the money to live alone. And so, he was, I don't know, maybe couch surfing for a couple of weeks, staying with I'm his sure mama or something. Needed to, I'm sure he could have gone somewhere else. I mean, perhaps. But... I I know t- of too many niggas who are just looking for a place to lay their head with as little responsibility as possible. So between thighs, I I mean, ideally, yes, <laughs> ideally. So I think you know part of this probably is like oh, because I feel like you there was a lot of emphasis on like oh, two weeks after our relationship ends, he's living with somebody else. Like his he's living with his ex. Like. That's not really your concern, but it is your concern when it comes to your children. So I would say, I mean, as far as the kids not being at her house, I'm not really going to argue with you about whether you're comfortable with that, because if you're not, then you're just not. But like, I think you should be real with yourself. Is this something that in a few months you would come around with and be okay with or, you know, does everything you know about this woman, your own personal history with her, all that, is that going to continue to influence your feelings about it? Like, only you can answer that question, but you need to be real with yourself about that. But the whole, like, I knew that I was going to risk not seeing my kids, and if you keep this up, then I'm not going to come looking for them. To me, that just screams, that's just such a huge red flag, or like, I mean, not even a red flag, more like a billboard of a nigga saying, I'm looking for a reason to abandon these kids. I'm looking for an excuse and you are finna hand it to me. This is somebody who ideally, like under the most ideal circumstances, I doubt would still be putting forth the effort to be a present father. Like, he just sounds like one of those dads who was a dad because the kids were in the house. And once you're no longer in the same house as the kids, it's like, I'm not going out of my way to do that. Because... I think if he was truly interested in being a father and being an active parent, then he wouldn't be telling you, oh, well, keep this up. I'm not going to come looking for my kids. It's like, keep this up. And I'm taking your ass to court to get joint custody. Like, don't play with me about seeing my children. So if I were you, I would make it as easy on myself as possible. Do you really think your children are in danger at this woman's house? Do you think they're in danger when they're with their father? Like, those are real questions to ask yourself. I always recommend therapy to just about everybody. So I'm going to agree with Kid Fury there. I think that's a great idea. But uh, honestly, I think both of y'all are tripping, you a little bit, and him a lot of bit. (laughs) So... Hopefully that helps. <clears throat> I know that, you know, y'all were together for six years. You have two children. 
So things are complicated. They're not. It's not going to be like one cut and dry answer. There's a lot of things for you to consider here. But yeah, just think about that before you make a, a rash decision. Because I don't, I do think ultimately whatever you choose for your kids is going to be <laughs> what they end up having. Like it's going to be the life that they end up having. I don't think he is going to fight you to be able to see these children or have any control over their lives, which is sad, but unsurprising. Uh, good luck to you, though, Celeste. Please let us know how it goes. Our next letter this week comes from Juju who says, It took me forever to find a good black female therapist that I feel completely and totally comfortable with. I've been seeing her for about five months and it has been an absolutely life-changing experience and I'm having so many breakthroughs. In my last session with my therapist, she revealed to me that she is my baby daddy's cousin and I am wrecked. <laughs> Okay. In one of our last sessions, I opened up about my relationship with my oldest son's father and how toxic his family and our relationship was. She gave me really great advice about boundaries. This is awful. And I was able to implement those and things have been going really smoothly. When she told me that she is my baby daddy's cousin, she also mentioned that my son has been to her house and played with her kids a couple of times, but that she isn't close. Whoa. But that she isn't close to that side of the family because of a lot of the issues that I brought up in our sessions, which was nice. She asked me if I was comfortable continuing therapy with her and guaranteed that whatever I said was confidential and that she was not close to that side of her family. In the moment, I told her that I would like to continue singing her your face <laughs> because I was <laughs> afraid. You are gooped. (laughs) I'm plucked, bitch. (laughs) I told her I would like to continue seeing her because I was afraid of having to go on the hunt for another good therapist. But I woke up this morning really conflicted. She did share a lot about her family yesterday, and I'm thankful that it confirmed some of the theories I had about my son's father's family. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it will affect how much I share with her in the future. Hmm. She also mentioned when I filled out the intake paperwork and she saw my son's last name that she thought maybe there could be a connection, but decided not to look further into it. And I kind of feel like she should have asked me about it before we started our therapy journey. What do y'all think? If this was your therapist, would you continue seeing them? And Crystal, should my therapist automatically stop seeing me because of the conflict of interest? Love the show. Thank you both, Juju. There's a lot here, Jujiana. (laughs) Wow. Yikes, yikes, yikes. That is so cool. Like, what are the odds? Right? That is, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. depending on the size of your town, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. that. I will say, just for the question directed towards me, I think um, your therapist should not, not, does not necessarily have to automatically stop seeing you because of this mutual relation if it were me in this circumstance like when you when she said she noticed like her son your son's last name and thought oh maybe he's kin depending on how common the last name is that would have dictated whether i brought this up i probably would not have though in the first session i'm not gonna be like interesting you said you have a son named darius mcqueen (laughs) is that the mcqueens of the northeast side you know like i don't know that i would (laughs) have i don't know that i would have brought that up immediately um but 
I see how over the past five months, you have probably been slowly revealing more and more. And she started to put the pieces together like, oh, fuck. That's my trifling ass cousin. (laughs) Oh, hell. (laughs) God damn it. That's my trifling ass cousin. How do we talk about this? Yeah, so I think once once she knew for a fact that she was your baby daddy's cousin, then she came mm-hmm. to you. And I don't I don't really see anything wrong with the way she she came at you, to be honest. I think um she she was forthright about it and she left it up to you. I believe her when she says that she's not that close to them because of how raggedy they are and and that, you know, she's going to continue to give you unbiased opinions and, you know, try to help you to the best of her abilities. It's really going to be whether you can handle it. And do you feel I would say the first step would even be like, do you even feel comfortable bringing up the fact that you are uncomfortable about this? If you feel like you can talk to her about the discomfort that you're experiencing, that's a great sign that this is something y'all will be able to work through. But, um, yeah. What about if this was you, (laughs) if your, if your therapist was related to somebody that you could not (laughs) fucking stand. Honey. See, I say all that, but if I were in your situation, Juju, I think I would really struggle with that. I would. Because I get the whole, like, oh, girl, like, I specifically, specifically need a Black woman to be my doctor. Did you put your blanket over your mic? No. Oh, okay. For some reason, you sounded different on the mic. Oh. Okay. But... I um I get like not wanting to have to go back out into the wilds and try and find another black lady therapist. Yes. Um it's hard, but I also understand the feeling of like this complicates how vulnerable I'm going to be, how open I'm going to be, how honest I'm willing to be, how much I'm willing to share. And I think once you get there, you have to take you have to take the possibility of transitioning seriously to another doctor, I mean. Because if you're not going to be willing to crack yourself wide open with your therapist at some point, it doesn't have to be right away, obviously. Um, And it's possible that you could still get to that place with this doctor. But... I just feel like if it's complicating how much you're willing to be mm-hmm. open or comfortable, then you should just start looking elsewhere. And um, she should respect that and completely understand it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just based upon what she does for a living, obviously. Um, So I think personally, if I were in that position, I would just start looking and or ask for help looking for another Ooh, yes. therapist. Um that's an excellent point. You can definitely ask her for a ref- <laughs> you can definitely ask her for a referral, but I also know how hard it is to find not even just like a black woman therapist, but one that you also click with cuz every black woman yes. you're not going to click with either. Yes. So this is a, this is hard, baby. 5 months and you can see how much progress you're making. I would I would try to push through it. I I say this mm-hmm. hypothetically, you know. I get it. 
I it's so hard trying to find a therapist that you mesh with and that you really feel like is helping you get stuff done. So I would try to push through it and I would bring it up in the sessions. I would tell her, like, I want to keep working with you, but I feel like I have to talk about how uncomfortable I am. And, you know, mm-hmm. just just to see if we can work through it. And she should be fully expecting yeah. that conversation. She should be fully expecting that. And you can also say, you know, I actually don't think I can do this. Do you have any referrals or recommendations? Stuff like that. And she can, you know, go ahead and work on transitioning you out of her care. But what a shit situation, man. Imagine. I mean a shit <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Like you come to therapy. You got this perfect therapist. So you can talk to her, vent about your baby daddy and his trifling ass family. And like, and like of all of the motherfuckers for her to be related to like, like why you couldn't be my best friend cousin why you couldn't be my my boss cousin like, why you couldn't be like one of the other kids daddy's cousin one of like, the other anybody, right. anybody other this, this lonely nigga. nigga that it has literally trampled on my things yeah yeah that sucks she probably went home and somebody brought up somebody just randomly said the baby's name and she was like oh fuck <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> She had that moment to herself. If she was smart, she didn't say it out loud. But she had that My moment. My kids of, oh, been in your house? Weird. Yeah, I couldn't do it. It's a lot. It is a lot. So. But I think you're right in that, uh, like, an effort in, like, sh- she's a therapist. So mm-hmm. help me through this. Like, I should at least, whether I'm going to find a new person or not, be mm-hmm. able to talk through this situation and my discomfort with you. Right. I mean, and so that's a good point. And keep in mind that, like, legally, she has to maintain your privacy. Like, it's not yeah. just what she's supposed to do. You can sue the ever-loving fuck out of her if she breaches her professional or her legal obligations as she a therapist. And she knows, right? And she know that. So, and, and luckily, she allegedly don't like them niggas, right? And she's like. Girl, I'm I'm telling you this because I'll rock with them niggas. Neither like that's why I'm just now putting two and two together that my 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 cousin well, is she, my baby daddy. But what she maybe can do. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is about to be messy. Is tell you their business. They're not no, clients. No, so if no, it's, it's no, like, no, oh no. girl, yes. Let me tell you the one time this ashy nigga said no, no, no. She can't do that either. <laughs> well, so you should really only use self-disclosure when it is for the benefit of the client. Yeah. And this is that's wildly inappropriate. But <laughs> I be wanting to ask my psychiatrist about his, uh, his personal business sometimes. It's not like on like deep stuff, but like mm-hmm. I know he has kids, for instance, um, and like he's a writer, too, and stuff. And sometimes I just want to shoot the shit and be like, how the kids? But I'm just like, I don't think that that's what we're well number one no this is your time you're paying to talk about your life not my life so Mm -hmm. it's like let's not take up your time with my life but i guess i'm just like nice i mean and that's fine and honestly most i think a lot of therapists will say oh you know they're fine thank you for asking what's going on with you like they'll answer the question and then go right back to what we're here for yeah i'm not gonna want to know what they had for breakfast i just be wanting to just be like because like my my doctor in New York was pregnant. Uh, like she had two kids back to back. Oh yes. Um, and so sometimes, uh, mommyhood would affect like the session, yeah, the sessions and stuff. Um, but 
you know, I admire anyone who has even wanted to do <laughs> to do that. So I'm always Parenting. just like, oh, how are they? Like, are you good? And then it's, you're right. It's very yeah. short. And thank you for asking. And we move on. And then we, yeah. Because if it comes up repeatedly in the session, then it turns into a like, why do you want to talk about me? What is, what's behind <laughs> You know, asking about what what's going on in your life that you're trying to avoid by asking me about these children. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't. I'm just saying, as a therapist, <laughs> if it came up repeatedly in the session, I would be like, why do you think that matters? Or, you know, mm. whatever, something like that. But anyway, good, good luck, Juju. Baby, that is truly a difficult situation. You are stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, for Listen, real. <laughs> but best of luck. My New York doctor helped me find the doctor I have now in LA. Um, I don't know if that's an option, but mm-hmm. she should definitely I'm have sure referrals. She should yeah. definitely know other therapists. Know other therapists through school and licensure and all that. You meet other mental health care practitioners, so she should be able to refer you. But man, it's just something about a good therapeutic relationship you built up that rapport and you having breakthroughs five months in and you changing your fucking life i wouldn't want to slow that down either so i would be like as long as we have a mutual distrust of these niggas <laughs> let's try to make it work yeah but Damn. good luck and please i am begging those of you who have had your questions answered please let us know how this shit goes i'm dying to know i need updates on so many of y'all so um, let us know how the conversation goes with her. Best of luck to you. We're going to wrap up the letters right there once again. Uh, if you have one for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. All right. We're going to take another break and then be back with the read. Hello, it me. It's time for the read. Amen. <laughs> it is time for the read. I just ordered a cheesecake factory. I don't, I don't get it, unfortunately. I said I just ordered Cheesecake Factory. It wasn't a joke. Oh, you really did order Cheesecake Factory. Oh, I thought this yeah. was I thought this was a reference from some internet thing that I didn't see. Okay. Work. What'd you no, get? I'm just hungry. You got pasta? No, I wish I could eat pasta. So oh, right. That, oh, that upsets my sense. They don't have no gluten-free. They don't have no gluten-free mm. pasta. What can you eat at Cheesecake Factory then? I got the truffle honey chicken, which technically isn't gluten-free because I guess the batter probably is gluten. Yeah. But nobody's stopping me from eating fried chicken, hun. <laughs> so <laughs> I got that. Live your fucking life. I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning into chaos tonight. Yeah. So it's time for the read. That's I just have a couple of things. Okay, me too. We'll keep it short. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. 
And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So, number one, I just wanted to say to Joanne Rowling, um, move around. Uh, none of us are interested in any of the bullshit. Um, so, Joe has or is taking place taking part, I'm sorry, in a new podcast called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Y'all are joking. Where she's sitting down with former member of the Westboro Baptist Church, Megan Phelps Roper. No. Because, of course. Immediately, no. (laughs) talk about why people don't like J.K. Rowling. So, I guess during some part of this podcast that they've been doing press about, she claims that she doesn't care about her legacy at ruining it. She said, I do not walk around my house thinking about my legacy. You know what a pompous way to live your life walking around thinking, what will my legacy be? Whatever, I'll be dead. I care about now. I care about the living. I call bullshit, Joanne. I feel like if you didn't care about your legacy, you wouldn't be talking about it on a fucking podcast called The Fucking Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling. (laughs) Where they're literally trying to compare far-right Christian groups who attacked you for making a book about witchcraft and magic children or whatever to people who have a problem with you attacking trans people every goddamn opportunity that you get. you get. I don't think that anybody should be sending threats of violence to you. I don't think that anybody should be doxing you because I believe that I'm a half-decent human being with common sense. I don't think that that's, like, a deep or, or you know, extreme it feeling for me to it have. It is not. It is not. However, at the very same time, Diva, if you don't care about your legacy, sell the licensing or back away from the company or whatever so oh. people of all walks of life who have enjoyed Harry Potter, which is indeed much bigger and more important than you or your lowly existence so that they can enjoy those things without you still enjoying a fat ass revenue from it. You do that, but you won't. Yeah. You won't do that, will you? But you don't care about the legacy at the same time. Bite bricks, Joe. (laughs) Y'all be lying. Shut the fuck up and get missing. You hate trans people you hate anybody that speaks up for them and you really never imagined even in your fictional harry potter verse uh a world where there would be diversity where anyone could be included so i don't really know what kind of white garbage you think you're gonna blow up anybody with santa's ass over here sis but you can get missing with that okay put on an invisibility cloak sis 
She's a mess. Next, I would like to address a few of the writers of the film um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I'm sorry, not writers. Um, These are visual effects artists, one of whom specifically mentioned or blamed the piss-poor visual effects of that film on Wakanda Forever, the Black Panther sequel. Saying in terms of priority, Wakanda Forever was definitely at the top of the list. All the money went to that. All the best resources went to that. It's understandable given the context. I'm going to repeat that. It's understandable given the context. With Chadwick and everything and how (gasps) well the first film did. But it did diminish the ability to carry Ant-Man all the way through. What? This is about the new one, the Quantum Mania one. Now I'm gonna say this. The fact that you felt like you needed to bring up one of the most anticipated films of this phase. Yeah. One of the most anticipated sequels of the past few years and yes the black and brown movie and blame it on why your movie looked like shit is confusing to me i'll tell you why first of all most people were talking about your movie being or your movie looking like shit and laughing at the way that your movie looked like shit because specifically the character modok looked a fucking fool specifically when the character modok took off whatever helmet or shit that you invented for him to have now if he looked a goddamn mess because you didn't get the budget for it at the same time that you're saying well the money's there the executives just aren't spending it why are you talking about our movie come on come on say it again another part of the problem with your film is that it was written to exist and be set 95% in a CGI world. That's a lot of work to do. You try to do some Star Wars shit where you have a quantum realm that exists with all of these weird creatures and, and funny-looking stuff going on that ultimately your writing did nothing with, did not make interesting. So all you just had a whole lot of work to do. That ain't have nothing to do with the Black movie. So you coming over here and trying to piss on our goddamn cinnamon toast, it's not going to fly. Yeah. The fact of the matter is the visual effects at Marvel have been dwindling for the past couple of films, not just yours. But that MODOK, that MODOK was inexcusable. Mm. That wasn't just budget. I refuse to believe. Yeah, no, it can't be. Whatever. First of all, the fact that it was Darren, I'm not even getting into it. Whatever. Just say that you feel like whoever soever is being greedy and you feel like, you know, they would rather push you all into burnout and sip their martinis um, than, you know, spend a bit more of their own money Mm. 
on beefing up the visual effects. Wakanda Forever ain't got nothing to do with this. So don't whine about the fact that that movie's winning Academy Awards and Golden Globes and doing whatever the fuck else that it's, it's good. doing. It's so good. <laughs> Before I get upset. <clears throat> Lastly, um, I think that a couple of people are confused about how, like, um, money and TV and stuff like that might be working or have been working for however long. Um, there are like been rumors that Zendaya is negotiating uh, a new contract for the next season of Euphoria or something like that to be paid a million dollars an episode. Um, and some people, I guess, have been confused about how that can happen. Um... I'm going to assume that most of y'all who are confused or have issue with that don't really know much about how it's been going, like I've said. Um, so let me just see if I can give you a little bit of um, background. Okay. According to reports, the cast of Friends in 2002 received $1 million per episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Cast of The Big Bang Theory in 2014. <laughs> million an episode. Game of Thrones. Nicole Kidman for Big Little Lies got a million dollars an episode. What? Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston for The Morning Show. In 2019, Norman Reedus for The Walking Dead. Jeff Bridges for The Old Man. Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford for 1923. <laughs> Charlie Sheen for Two and a Half Men in 2010. Ray Romano, 1.7 million for Everybody Loses Everybody Loses Raymond. Girl. Jersey Shore. They might not be on your list, but they were getting paid a million dollars an episode when that show was at its peak. I wasn't going to mention them. Oh, you I knew went, it. Okay. <laughs> I did know that. Okay. And I went looking for the the article and I couldn't find it. Mm. So I left that out okay. only because I did not find <laughs> anything that so okay. I couldn't find the That may have been a rumor. Okay. Earlier. But I do remember hearing that they were getting paid a million dollars yeah. an episode when that show was in its uh, So Zendaya, who has been Chewing. Okay. Carrying on down to the euphoria. What? Chewing Baby, them scripts. That is spitting them out. Yes, she has. And carrying those girls down to the award mm-hmm. ceremony. She has been. Each and every. Every night. Giving the girls streamies. Giving the girls numbers? It's just too good. It's too good. Give that girl her money. I'm not going to talk about it again. (laughs) Give her her money. I don't want to hear a motherfucking thing about shit. I don't want to hear anything about age. I don't want to hear about number of seasons. I don't want to hear about mergers. Give her her money. Yeah, I wasn't even surprised when I saw that. I said, of course she is. Of course she is. What? Duh, give her her things. How many times have I seen that clip of her going fucking ape shit in her mama's house, beating down the door to her little sister's room, and her mama 
defending the baby. And like, how many times have I seen that clip? How many times? And in fact, get into it because Storm Reed is right behind. Yep. She just chewed up The Last of Us after chewing up Euphoria. Get the doll babies their money. <laughs> so good. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. The way that she tried to pick up that Jolly Rancher and couldn't. I don't know what that means. But I bet a lot of people... Look up that clip. Okay. Euphoria Jolly Rancher. Oh, no, it's not. okay. I thought that was from Last of Us. I'm like, now you know. No. Now you know. I'm talking about Zendaya's character in Euphoria. Okay. Going through withdrawals, losing her goddamn Oh, mind, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just trying to eat a piece of candy. Yeah. That alone. Give, give her her things. <laughs> that alone. The executives should be parting their legs and happily <laughs> writing checks. <laughs> Fuck are y'all talking about? Right. But I'm done. No debate necessary. Okay. <clears throat> well, I, you know, I'm not even going to do a real read this week. I'm going to tell you what happened to me on the fucking airplane the other day. Oh, God. Oh, God is oh, right. God. Oh, God is have. correct. I can never just never fly. Right. I can never just fly. So I'm on a flight from LA to New York on Sunday. And <clears throat> I have to I have to tell you how I have to describe how the plane is set up so that you understand. The window seats are by themselves. They're their own aisle. It's just a solo seat at the window on both sides yeah. of the plane. And then in the middle, there are two seats that are together. I always pick a window seat when I see these planes because I like Same. sitting by my fucking self. Same. I don't like strangers next to me. So nope. I make my way to my window seat. I disinfect everything, turn on my air vents. You know, I, I prepare myself for this five hour flight back to New York in my own little pod. Yeah. <sighs> we are still boarding when... Um, Influenza Edina makes her way onto the plane. And this I'm bitch, sorry? I'm calling, I'm going to be giving her a variety of nicknames on today. But this white woman shuffles her way down the aisle. She's clearly not feeling well. She's coughing and sneezing without her mask on as she's boarding the plane. She ends up sitting across the aisle from me in one of these middle seats. So there is an aisle separating me and this woman. We're flying in, mm. we're flying in first class. Everybody has their own little like pod type of situation. Yeah. Again, there is an aisle separating us. She is across the aisle from me. Coughing and sneezing. I noticed this woman who is behaving like patient zero, um, <clears throat> doing all this extra, you know, spraying her droplets all over the place. No regard for oh. anybody else. Um, and I just thought, oh, you know, well, I, I thank God for staying prayed up with mess and immune system boosters. And, you know, thank God for these air vents continuously flushing dirty air out and bringing fresh air in. And I'm just going to pray for the best. The flight has not even finished boarding. I mean, not even finished. We are still in the boarding process. People are coming on the plane, putting their things away. All of this, I took a couple of edibles right before I hit the airport. So they just now right. starting to hit in. And you know that feeling when the edibles just start to hit, when you're like, why am I not in a bad mood no more? <laughs> like, what mm. happened? Why, why am I all of a sudden filled with joy? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm high. Like, so they was yep. just starting to kick in. I'm like, let me, you know, I'm finna download 
friend zone and listen to that on this flight. I'm finna, you know, lot. I always lie and say I'm gonna get some schoolwork done. I'm never gonna do that. But like, I'm I'm over here preparing for when the plane actually takes off. All of a sudden, in my peripheral, I just see a a bony white hand somewhere above my head. Oh. Yes. When I tell you sick-ass Sarah got her ass up, journeyed across the aisle to my seat, and started fiddling with my air vents before she opened her crusty, dusty lips to say anything to me, I look up because I sense a presence in my space. I look up and this white woman has gotten fully out of her chair, crossed the aisle to my seat, and is fucking with my air vents. And then she parts her lips and says, um, can we just turn your air vents off? And so immediately it was like, <laughs> so much happened to me at once. It was like, I can't believe this is happening to me, you know, like not in a good way, but like, I just could not believe it. So immediately I pushed her colonizer ass fingers away from my air vents and turned them back on. And I said, Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to turn them off because people like to cough and sneeze all over the plane when they're not wearing masks. It's too many people unmasked on this flight. So I'm going to be leaving these on. So to her credit, she at least then goes back to her seat and was like, it's just that the air is blowing on me. And I was like, that's great. I'm actually thrilled about the air blowing on you under normal circumstances. I would have tried to be more mindful, more considerate of other passengers on the plane. But first of all, You're the one over here spreading all your goddamn germs and diseases with no regard for anybody else in this cabin, on this plane, the people who work here, nothing. You don't give a fuck about nobody else. We don't know what you have. We don't know if it's a cold, a flu, COVID, allergies. It could be anything. We don't know what's going on with you. We just know that you're a biohazard. So you clearly don't give a fuck about nobody else but your own comfort comfort and what you want to do. That's fine. Technically, legally, you are allowed to do that. And technically, legally, I am going to wear my mask, keep myself as safe as possible, do everything I can to boost my immune system from bitches like you, and keep my goddamn air vents on. Maybe, maybe, and this is my problem with white people on planes, it all, y'all never, ever, ever come to me like a human fucking being. The last time I complained about somebody what was it? It was the fucking, the window was up on the flight. And instead of just asking me, hey, I'm trying to sleep. Do you mind lowering it so the sun's not in my eyes or whatever? Instead of just coming up to me like a human fucking being and doing that, you told the damn flight attendant who then had to come over to me and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. And somebody just asked. And of course, it's your window so you can do what you want. But and that type of bitch ass shit I don't respect. Had you come over to me and said, excuse me. Do you mind adjusting your air vent? It's blowing on me. Like, it's really in my face. It's irritating me. If you had come up to me like a human fucking being and said something to me, I would have been more than happy to adjust the vents. But since you came over and acted like my shit was your shit, I'm now leaving it exactly like that simply to be petty. And I dare you to do something about it. Please do. She flopped back in her seat and huffed and puffed and tossed and turned for a couple of minutes. And then she went and got the fucking blanket that they give you when you're flying in first class. And she covered herself up and she stayed like that for the rest of the fucking flight. Good for you. I'm glad you're showing signs of being able to adapt to new and challenging situations because you had me fucked up. 
You're just going to come over to my space during Black History Month and try to adjust my shit and didn't say nothing to me? We're not, this isn't, this isn't a row of three where all of us are sharing the same two vents and, you know, three overhead reading lights or whatever. This is literally my space. Same way you have two air vents over there and a light for you and a charger for your, an outlet for your phone or whatever the fuck else. I have that exact same shit over here. So go ahead and tell somebody, please do. She did not. But I was waiting. I was literally, because now, like, for the rest of the flight, now I'm on high alert, like, this bitch about to tell the flight attendant that I'm going to have to explain to the flight attendant that I have the fucking air vents on because this bitch is spewing her shit all over the fucking place and I'm trying not to get sick. I don't know what it is. But also I could have the air vents on because I want the air on. It could, it. it could just be I, I get hot easily and I want the cool air blowing on me. It really don't matter. This is my seat. I reserve this seat. I can have the window up if I want to. And I can have the air vents on at whatever speed I want and point it in whatever direction they will go in. And if it's really an issue, then a flight attendant can come talk to me about it. But flight attendants don't do that. For the most part, they let you work it out amongst yourselves because they have real things to be doing. Okay. First and foremost, they're concerned about everybody making it safely. Nobody wilding out in the fucking air, you know. No, no emergencies, no catastrophes. You, a white woman being mad at, at the air, it's like, girl, please find a real problem. So she actually, to her credit, she actually did leave it there after that. She covered herself up and, and let that be that. So I didn't really have to cuss her out. But I just, white people, please. I know. Just don't. I, 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 I understand, but I don't understand. Like, I know that y'all are scared of black people. I don't understand why. If black people were, <laughs> did you? Uh, if, if black people acted the way we should, <laughs> and that's really what it boils down to, then y'all would have did a reason hear, to be scared. <laughs> did you hear about the cartoonist from the Dilbert cartoonist? I who sure did. That racist rant. I sure did. Where he was like, the best thing that white people can do is get a, get the hell away from black people, and I was like, let's hear him Say out. Say it again. There's something. Again. There's there might be right. something in this <laughs> wait a minute let that, him speak like, let him speak we can we can season because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not all the way mad at white people getting the get, no. <laughs> getting the hell away from Mm-mm. us I don't know where you need to go yeah it's like separate but equal <laughs> if shit was really separate but equal niggas would have never ever tried to overturn it <laughs> like never ever <laughs> in the words of Ice Spice like <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, keep talking. Because in theory, based off the little I've heard so far, <laughs> this could work out. But white mm. people, if ever you find yourself in a position to where you need to confront a black person or I don't know which other racial minorities y'all consider to be threatening. But if you ever need to speak to a black person on a plane, may I just, I'm just going to kindly implore you to consider the fact that we are human beings. So just talk to us like you would another white human being just act like we're humans i'm not an i'm not an unreasonable person but when you come over acting like you're entitled to my space and what i do with it all of my empathy and consideration goes right out the fucking window it's gone instantly and it's nothing you can say to get that shit back i was so when i tell you beyond irritated with that bitch you really going to try me like this and it's one of those situations where, 
your first inclination may be to smack the fuck out of somebody who did some shit like that. But then you have to you have to evolve to a place where you ask yourself, is it is is getting on the no fly list worth this? Mm. I need to work. I fly quite frequently for work. I would like to travel. I would like the freedom to leave the United States whenever I so choose. I don't need to be ending up on nobody's federal watch list because I smacked the fuck out of this white woman who didn't know how to act. So I I did my best under the circumstances, but it was nothing she could say after that to get me to change my mind. Treat black people like they're human beings and maybe you won't have these problems. Stupid bitch. Being all dramatic burying herself underneath the blanket like girl i don't care be cold just be cold you deserve it now and i get most people don't like the air vents i get that which is why i am reasonable if you ask me to adjust it or move it you know turn it down a little bit normally because most people talk to me like a person i am happy to do that but when you act like you're entitled to me in my space then i act like you are entitled to nothing and i don't feel bad about it and guess who, you know, knock on whatever the fuck this is, still ain't caught COVID. So I'm just going to continue to thank God for that because, you know, it was Black History Month and that really could have gone in a very different direction. I really, I I could have chosen to to behave in a way that she deserved, but I didn't. And so she, and she is very fortunate for that. And honestly, white people, that, that, let that be a lesson to y'all. Y'all really have no idea how frequently black people don't come at you the way we should. Surely because the repercussions are not worth it. Getting involved with the feds and whatever the aviation cops are called and all that shit, no fly list, none of that shit is worth it. But she deserved it. Right. Just, you know, we're people. Thank you so much. And that is it for me. That is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com. You can follow us on social media at This Is The Read. Our merch is available over at shoptheread.com. And yeah, that is going to wrap things up for me. Um, anything else from you before we head out, friend? God bless us, everyone. All right, take care of yourself. Uh, not cracker. No. Nope. Uh, so nope. So Oliver Twit. Uh um it's a Christmas. The one, the Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Scrooge? I think that the, is actually. The, the the Scrooge one. Yep. It the is. Never nope. The Chris the um Scrooge. All right. Take care of yourselves, everybody, and we will see y'all next week. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. 
Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.